I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Well, I will be heading toward here in a few hours, as a matter of fact, to pick up another Fine work that you've done on a 20-year-old vehicle that you've probably, for the most part, worked on for almost all that time. <laughs> all of its life. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. A little rusty now. Well, it's getting tired, and that's, yeah, that's the trouble is, you know, the the uh, components on the vehicle start to rust out, and this trip was mostly about rusted brake lines yeah. that uh, we had to replace. And we kind of had a run on that this week. We had uh, three or four of those. No kidding. That... Uh, must must have been the weather before and and now or something, but all of a sudden the brake lines are all popping and is it that it happens on an old car? It so, does. And it's a big job, you know. the The trouble with it is is that of course everything that you're trying to replace doesn't come apart, and in the process you have to get the bleeders open for the brakes and all that, and then. The rest of the story is that the brake lines, of course, run along the frame rail above or next to the gas tank and all the all the you know all the uh, cross not really accessible that. nothing's accessible too wow yeah. so it's a big deal well but anyway you're back in business and on the road again well, let's hope so cuz it's hey it's a safety feature big time well, it is yeah <laughs> I, I, I was happened to be driving it when it when it uh broke and i was glad it didn't happen to tony cuz i thought he he would have uh been concerned. I've, I've of course had it happen to me before, so I know what I'm up against. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, that could have been yeah bad yeah. news. But yeah. so he's he's thrilled. Luckily, you know, <clears throat> when a brake line fails like that, it's not that the I mean the pedal goes to the floor or near the floor, but it's not that the the, the way the uh, master cylinder set up, you don't lose braking on all four wheels. You, oh, you lose, don't. You lose braking on half of the master cylinder. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, until the fluid is completely gone, then of course you then lose it everywhere. But, but uh, at, on the first um, press of the pedal or so, it, it's it's obviously affected, but uh, but you still can safely stop. Well, I'll tell you what. If you have a question, it could be about brakes, could be about anything, anything automotive. You want to talk to Dan, and maybe uh, before you bring your uh, your car into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, at least you'll be armed with a little more information that you may not have had before. 651-989-9226. Folks have already called in. 651-989-9226. Or you can send Dan a text if you like. That's easier. 81807-81807. Let's go to the phones. Ava's calling from uh, Shakopee. Ava, you're on with Dan. Good morning. 2002 Dodge Grand Caravan. It only happens in the morning. As soon as I drive away, start driving off, it it shifts back into neutral or goes into neutral or something. Then I got to play around, and then it goes back into drive. It only happens in the morning. I had a new transmission filter and fluid last put in last year. Huh. I wonder if you should. Uh, first thing you should do is check the transmission fluid. 
if the okay. transmission fluid <clears throat> is not full, the vehicle can neutralize like that, and it'll happen mostly when it's cold. It'll get worse as uh, as it continues to, if it if it's low as it continues to get low. But uh, the first thing you should do is check the fluid uh, if you haven't done that, and then. Uh, of course, if it uh, continues to do that, probably the thing to do would be take it back where you had the transmission worked on and ask them to uh, scan it for codes and, and get information out of it and uh, see what's going on. But it's, you know, obviously shouldn't do that. Yeah. But uh, but you should have that. Thank job. you, Rick Tyler. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thanks, Ava. Leave the line open at uh, 651-989-9226. Let's see who would be next. Tom is calling from Balsam Lake. With a question. Hi, Tom. Hi there. I got a 2009 Dodge Grand Caravan with a gas pressure problem, and there's no gas pressure regulator up on the, under the hood anymore. Do I got to replace the whole fuel pump and drop the gas tank when I have a hard starting problem? I can turn the key off and on a couple times, then we usually start. But now it hasn't happened for three days. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, we, uh, we do, there, you're right. There's no access point to hook up a fuel pressure gauge uh, under the hood of that vehicle. And we have adapters uh, that we can install you know, at a, at a shop to uh, get a pressure gauge on there. I'm, I'm sure what you're describing is exactly what you think. That the fuel pressure or the fuel pump is getting weak, and uh, it, by cycling the key two or three times, you're priming the pump. In other words, the pump runs for two or three seconds um, every time you turn the key on and off. And if you do that two or three times, it gets the pressure up to where it needs to be so that the car will start. And uh, so that's what you're doing. But you should—it's an expensive, big deal to replace the fuel pump on that. So I would suggest that you do have it professionally tested first and uh, be sure that that is for sure what's going on. But but you're right. If the fuel pump needs to be replaced, the tank needs to be removed from the car, and there's a module inside there that contains the fuel pump and a filter, and it uh, contains the fuel pressure sending unit. And that whole assembly gets replaced in the process. Big job. Well, it's a big job. It's a big expensive, expensive job. job. Yeah. 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 All right. Good luck with that, Tom. Good luck. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We have callers in the line. We're going to get to. I think who's next? It'd be uh, Lois and Sandy. Hang on, and everybody else. If you want to send a text to Dan, that's eight one eight zero seven. 81807. We'll be back with the phone callers in just a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our car care show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, where I mentioned earlier I'll be uh, stopping over there in about four hours. Where do we find Lloyd's Automotive, Dan? Well, just so you can find it properly. Yes. It's on... uh, on Grand Avenue, we're at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. If you're looking for us on the web, you can find us at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or uh, Nick will be there this morning if you want to give us a call, 651-228-1316. I can find it without a GPS. Okay. How about that? Good. Back to the phones we go, Dan. Now, Lois is calling from Crystal. Lois, you're on CCO with Dan. 
Good morning. Um, I have a 2003 Jeep uh, Liberty, and um, I moved the the passenger seat forward to make room for something in the back, and now I try to put the seat back, and it won't go back. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. There's a... That happens to us from time to time at the shop. We'll uh, get in the car of a short person and put the seat back so that I can, you know, get in and and work the pedals. And then after doing that, the seat is stuck in that position. Of course, now it's my problem. I got to take care of it. But at any rate, your uh, your passenger seat doesn't get used very much, or you know, in that way. And so, what's probably happened is the the lever that you're pulling is attached to cables and those cables have either gotten stuck in in place or the or the lever has gotten stuck a little bit or the uh the thing the controllers that the cables are operating have gotten stuck just because they don't get used very often if you swing by your shop and just ask them to help you with this somebody will be able to reach underneath the seat and find the cables and oh. And move <clears throat> by moving the uh, the lever, you'll you'll find the cables. Actually, if you want just someone to help you with this, if you, if you move the lever, you'll see the cables moving. And oftentimes, if you just pull the cable a little bit further by hand, in other words, uh, pull the lever as far as it'll go, and then give the cable a little nudge, and then it'll move far enough, and you can put the seat back where it belongs. Oh, great! Yeah, but just have somebody look underneath there for the cables, and they'll find them. Good deal. Thanks, Lois. Good luck with that. Sandy in Minneapolis is next on uh, CCU. Hi, Sandy. Hi. Uh, this has been a recent problem within the past week. Uh, we turned the car off, and it appears that the air conditioner makes a clicking sound that lasts for about a minute. The sound seems to be coming from the right-hand side of the car. Uh, what's causing it and damage or what's going on? Is it a GM product, a Chevy or... Chevy, uh, an 08 Impala. Yeah. um, On the car, there's a button that you push that uh, changes the air. It's a recirculation button, and it changes where the air flows from. It either comes fresh from the outside or it recycles the air on the inside. Okay. And there's a little electric motor that operates that door. And that little electric motor has failed. And uh, are we talking big bucks? Oh no, no, no. It's uh, it's uh, an easy diagnosis. It, there's actually service bulletins on it uh, about that problem. And uh, it, you'll notice that if you, when it's making the noise, if you switch that door, you'll notice that the noise changes. Okay. And, uh, that's that's kind of one of the that's a way to confirm that it is that motor. And uh, no, the motor's not very expensive, and it's relative. It's behind the glove box, so you have to take the dash apart a little bit. But nobody- what if we continue to use the air conditioner? What damage will there be? It's it's not hurting anything. It's okay. just uh, all right. That door's not switching like it's supposed to when you want it to. But the uh, you know it's just the the irritation of the noise is the only yeah. problem. Uh, so not to worry. Not to worry. Thank you, Sandy. Very good. Uh, who's next? Before we break, Ernest is calling from Columbia Heights. Ernest, you're on CCO. Hello. Um, you know, my car, when it, it sits for a while, after I drive it, and I turn it back on, it turn, turn it on, it'll make this noise. It'll make that noise, you know, and then uh, I'll turn the key back to the off position, 
it'll start back up. You well, might think you might know what that might be. I don't without hearing it. What kind of car is it? It's a 2004 Ford Taurus. I'm sitting in there right now, but it'll probably start up now. Yeah. Well, that's the and that's the trouble. You know, noises are tricky. We we uh, <laughs> we at the shop sometimes ask people to reproduce the noise for us when uh, when they're standing at the counter there, and it's pretty funny some of the things that we hear. But <laughs> but you but, do that uh, for a reason. You yeah. don't, you don't. You're not trying to make them feel bad. No, not <laughs> no, at all. No. But I well, sort of. <laughs> it is kind of fun. But uh, you know what I would do if I was you is if you stop into any shop, you know they'll gladly walk out and and put their ear to it and tell you at least what area you're looking in uh, for the noise. But to try and, you know, if you're just telling with what you've told me, I don't, I don't have any idea. I mean, I just don't have any idea. There's a million places that noises can come from and under a whole bunch of different circumstances. So I would almost need to hear it. Sure you would. Yeah. Yeah. So bring it in. Well, bring it in anywhere. And like I say, I think anybody would be glad to at least tell you if it's a big deal or no big deal at all. What is that noise sometimes that like a starter yeah. will make? Well, kind of like... if the starter is staying engaged, for example, yeah, that'll make a strange noise. Yeah, or kind of sound like yeah, that or me. if the teeth on the starter are getting weak or, or getting worn, uh, they'll slip on the flywheel. Okay, and that's actually a pretty big deal because you don't want that to go on. I mean, that'll create more damage, and it can get very expensive if you let it go on too long. So, uh, so I recommend that you take it yeah. in and try and reproduce the noise for somebody and. And, uh, and get an idea of what it is. Very good. We need to take a break, but we have more show to come. Dan's going to be here till about 745 when we bring in Jack Farrell, so keep that in mind. Back with more calls, and we'll pick up on text messages when we come back as well. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to our Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And, Dan, we've got some callers and texters. Let's help uh, these folks out before you have to take your leave today. Uh, John is calling from Robbinsdale. John, you're on CCO with Dan. Yeah, I have a temperature gauge that isn't functioning. And I'm wondering what component on there, something that screwed into the block or something that activates the temperature gauge. There is, but what kind of car is it? It's a 1986 Chevy Sprint. All right. The uh, There's a temp sender, usually on the cylinder head somewhere, and... Um, that's an old enough vintage where you could actually test that yourself if you want. If you find the sender itself, disconnect it, and see if that changes anything. If it doesn't, you can, on that car, you can safely ground that wire. In other words, take a jumper wire and go from that wire to anywhere on the engine block, uh, run that to ground, and then the temperature gauge should go completely the other direction. So if it's reading cold right now, it should go to complete hot. And uh, if it does not, then the gauge on the dash has failed, or the wiring, but Hmm. most likely the gauge on the dash has failed, and and that'll need to be repaired. But but if uh, if you can't make that gauge move by grounding the wire, then the uh, gauge itself is not working. Gauge itself. Okay, there's a test. Good luck, John. With that, let's talk to Brad in Otsego. Brad, you're on with Dan. Hi. Um, just over a year ago, I replaced the uh, turn signal switch on my 98 Buick Century because the left front bulb would not blink, but it would blink fine when I turned on the four-way flashers. 
Now what's happening is the turn signals quit working altogether. Nothing left, nothing right, no flash or nothing. Um, when I put on the four-way flashers, then seem, things seem to work fine. Then they will continue to work. The turn signals will continue to work for a few weeks and then quit again. Any yeah. thoughts? You know, the, 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 tur- the turn signals and the um, flashers are different circuits, are sort of different circuits. They they might share a common flasher um, unit, but internally they're different. They either have two two different flashers, or they share a common one, and but internally they're different. So uh, that's what I would do: is find out where the turn signal flasher is uh, for the vehicle, and oftentimes it's around the steering column somewhere. <clears throat> Actually, when it's working. Uh, at the time or when it's working at the time, that's a good time to go looking for it because at least you can turn it on and hear it. Hear it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. So find it and and replace that. And I have a pretty good idea that that's going to take care of it. If not, then you're going to get into something weird like, you know, the maybe the turn signal uh, switch that you installed is bad or maybe when you installed it 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 uh, created a bad connection that over time has been allowed to get hot and uh you know maybe the connection is bad but but the turn signal flasher is very inexpensive so i would start there replace that see if that takes care of it if not then you're probably gonna have to take it in and get some help because uh, okay. uh well you've i guess you've done the turn signal switch before so that'd be the next step but uh but I always hate to just throw parts at cars because yeah. it gets expensive. It's frustrating. But you have said that even a new part can be a bad part. Even new parts can be defective. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. But, so I would not rule that out. But at any rate, I think if you brought it in and got a little testing done on it, you'd have uh, more success. Good luck with that, Brad. Thanks for the call. You know what we haven't done yet, uh, Dan? we got to pick up on some text messages. Let's do that. Uh, 2002 Chevy Cavalier, 300,000-plus miles, still nice, shutters, when braking, rotors and pads not so old, new rear brakes, why the shutters? Well, probably the, the new, the new ro- just like we said, yeah. the new rotors that you put on are no good. <laughs> so uh, you'll need to take those back and have them uh, replaced under warranty because they're not flat like they're supposed to be. And uh, if you do that, that'll take care of it for you. Dexter says this, I have an 87 Camaro that has not been run for many years. Where do I start? Gas tank is dried out. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's a big challenge. <laughs> uh, that's the that you know the the car itself will probably be fine electrically, electronically, and all that. Uh, I would not worry about any of that. But the fuel uh, gets old. The fuel causes trouble in the fuel system. So, an '87 Camaro that's probably f- uh, fuel injected. But at any rate, uh, that yeah, the fuel system will need to be cleaned out, changed. Uh, don't try and start the car until you do that because that's only going to make the problem worse. Oh, so yeah. we would we would disconnect all the fuel lines. We would blow them back. We would probably take the tank out and uh, at least inspect it, drain everything out of there uh, out of there that's in there. We would clean that tank if it's not all full of rust and, and uh, corrosion. Uh, you know, make sure that all of that is clean. And then when I know it's all clean, then I would try starting it and and. Uh, See what you get. Okay. 
Another texter says, I have a, uh, listen to this, a 2010 Equinox with 425,436 miles so far. Jeez, they should park it once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I turned ignition key on and just hear a click, turn off and back on again. Engine starts also every now and then. uh, Titan gas cap displays on my uh, vehicle. Yeah, well, Titan gas cap is it's the separate issue. Well, it is. The vehicle's required to do an emissions or a evaporative test to be sure that the gas tank system is sealed correctly. And if it is, then the uh uh or if it's not, then it'll turn that light on and and uh so that you know that you need to bring it in and have that fixed. But the um what was the first part? The, the, it clicks the first oh, yeah, the first time it yeah, clicks. The first click is is well, there again, if I had, if I could hear it, I could tell you. But yeah, that's kind of one of the symptoms of a failing starter. Uh, if the uh, if you if you turn it and, it and it's a good, hard, solid sounding click, then uh, usually that's the starter itself that's failing, and then you try it again and it, it happens to work. But uh, but at any rate, uh, you would almost need to ask a professional to listen to that and tell you what it Narrow sounds it down. like. Yeah, well, this one we have to get some help definitely. Bought a 2008 Ford Explorer. FM radio works, but not the AM. <laughs> Any suggestions? We just fixed it on your car. You did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and did quite well, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> something's wrong with the antenna. Yeah. And I think on yours, when we actually got it apart, we found that it was all nasty and corroded. Yeah. And so it was not making it. The cable was all there. The antenna was there. Everything was intact. But it wasn't making a good enough connection anymore to, to carry the sound waves through the system. Uh, FM does not need as much antenna as AM does, so that's why the FM still works. But, yeah. uh, but if you bring it in and ask them to, uh, in a worst case, replace the cable and the antenna, that'll take care of it for yeah. me. I can't remember if we did that on You yours. did. We did yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact, it's yeah. clear as a bell Good. now. Good. So. In fact, I think you had to kind of rebuild it, as I yeah. recall. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> when an older car, sometimes it takes a little redesign. <laughs> yes. All right. Do we have time? Uh, yes. Um, pick up a more text. An O3 Civic, 230,000 miles. Air working intermittently. Tends to work in the mornings for a few minutes, then stops. Seems to be worse during hotter weather, of course. When working, works great. Any ideas of what to look for? Well, it's probably low on gas. Uh, you know, the refrigerant is probably low. It, it uh, When it's cool and, and, and there's not much demand on it, it doesn't need as much uh, the pressures are different just by the by the outside air temperature, and so it'll work, uh, and and you don't need as much of it for it to work and feel good. And then as the uh, day warms up, it, there's more demand on it, and it, actually as the pressures get too high or too low, the uh, system has a fail safe and it actually shuts off. Oh, okay. So uh, have the gas checked in it. Then another thing that we do. When we service the air conditioning, as we clean the condenser, which is out out by the radiator, uh, that oftentimes gets full of debris. And the and for the air conditioning to work properly, uh, the refrigerant needs to be cooled off, or it's going to cause trouble. And uh, so we would rinse that off good with a garden hose and and uh, and fill it up with with a refrigerant, and I think you'll be just fine. That'll do the job. Yep. Uh, I think we have time for one more text, Dan. Then uh, we'll, we'll pick up on these uh, other text messages. What do you say when you come back next week? Sounds good. Okay. An O2 Durango. The instrument cluster has a long delay in powering up, like a minute or two. 
Can I get the cluster fixed somehow? That comes from Steve in Minnetonka. Yes, you can. There's uh, there's uh, actually a, a company here in town. I can't think of the name of it right now, but there's if you just search on the web, you'll find it. But uh, uh, there's a company right here in town and uh, kind of in uh, over on, by Highway 280 that that uh, rebuilds them. Actually, they rebuild them from all, for all, for all over the country, but. Mm. Uh, we're lucky, and we have them right here in town. Right here, so yeah. check it out. So, yeah, they'll rebuild that and repair it for you. What's the number at Lloyd's today? For you're going to be open till noon. I right? will. You can give us a call at six five one two two eight one three one six. How about the uh, website too? Website new is website. Lloyd's Automotive L L O I D S Lloyd's Automotive dot net. All right, very good. I'll see you. Uh, well, I'll see Nick today, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll probably still be there. So I'll probably okay. See you in a few hours. Sounds good. All right, thanks very much, Dan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.